interpretation of each Chinese name is different. When a company wants to have its、uh, foreign brand transliterate into the Chinese characters, they really need to think about what those Chinese characters mean. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight-up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. All right, everybody, Global from Asia, episode one hundred and eighty. Miles is here, hanging out, and it's been a very rainy week. I feel like I'm always talking about the weather here, but it's been changing quite a bit. So. We also have another review. Thank you, everybody, for your amazing reviews. This one, actually, I've been also talking to him in email. He's really loving our show. Max Martin gives us five stars on April first, April. I、uh, just kind of find these, and he says, "Thinking of starting up in Hong Kong? Then listen to this: a huge amount of in-depth information on a wide range of topics, all from people who have set up businesses in HK. High-quality interviewees and honest advice that all rings true." Listen to this. Whisk yourself along the learning curve. Thank you so much, Max. And he also says that、um, I'm I am famous at his house. His two daughters are also forced to listen to these podcasts. Well, maybe Miles can be more active on the on the show and talk to your daughters. He's sitting here right now, and. We have been got amazing events coming up in the Asia region. We're going to Vietnam for the end of the month. We're planning Hong Kong meetups during Rise,、uh, masterminds in South China, and Shanghai in September. If you want to see these events and more, we're also talking about Miami, Florida. We're talking to some people in Melbourne, Australia. We're trying to kind of let this become more of a community-driven meetups for listeners and friends and, and members. You can do that at globalfromasia.com/events. All right, and now this week's show. This is Xiao Ning. Is her name? She's from China, Shanghai, and I got to know her in Prague when I was in Czech Republic last summer, and she is. Working with us on our global from Asia marketplace, she does competitive market research inside the China market for international companies around the world, and she has quite a bit of experience. And today, she gives us some insights and tips on, you know, how you can do some more in-depth research, but also even choosing a company name in Chinese, some strategies for translation, and more. So you can listen in now. Enjoy. So thank you everybody for tuning to Global from Asia Marketplace interview. We have Xiao Ning. How are you, Xiao Ning? I'm good. Hi. Great, great. Hi. So you are over in in Europe now. Do you want to introduce yourself to everyone?、Uh, sure. Yeah. Right now I'm in Prague. I grew up in Jiangsu Province in China and studied in Wuhan for six years, and then I.、Um, Afterwards, I I worked in Shanghai for eight years. We just moved to Prague for like about six months. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And so to, so that's great. And yeah, we met in Prague, which was awesome. And it's a it's a great city. It's so、uh, so beautiful. I mean, you can walk.、Yeah. There's so many bridges and so much to do.、Um, you know,、yes. places the castles. I feel like it's the、uh, You know, it's very beautiful. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> beautiful. 
so you you uh, you know on the marketplace you you have many services for market research and uh, you know and checking different you know competitive landscape and so is that what you you have done in your uh, career or can you explain how you kind of got involved in that type of work? Sure. Uh, actually, that was uh, after two years of uh, working as an anal- uh, equity analyst in a joint venture in Shanghai. So, and you know, working as a equity analyst, there was a lot of like repetitive uh, research and financial modelings of the public listed companies in uh, the Asia market. You know, uh, and also a lot of uh, rel- related industries like. Uh, tourism, consumer durables, information, uh, communication, and uh, uh, technology, the ICT industries. Uh, at that moment, I just felt uh, that with my uh, research experience, I could do something that's slightly different, but more interesting, uh, which is doing market research and helping uh, companies uh, with the decision-making and uh, strategy development for the China market. So right. that's how... So basically, yeah, after that, the for, for the six years, I was doing uh, market research and consulting. Great, great. Uh, so, yeah. so that's great. So we can, we can talk a little bit more. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're definitely an expert at this. And it's, uh, it's, it's challenging, right? So a lot of foreign companies don't even know where to start. Of course, they should use your service, which is great. Um, but maybe you can just give them some some pointers or some ideas of what what they should even do to start getting an idea of their competitors or the market market landscape. Just some tips or insights. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, very yeah important to to start. And and before I want to talk about the ways, I want to point out that um, competitive research is an ongoing process for foreign companies of different stages and. Uh, their their needs and goals for the research can be highly different. Uh, it is important to understand their needs and goals and determine what r- approaches to actually, you know, get uh, this kind of uh, information, competitive market information. You know, so no matter uh, your a new market entrant or you are already in the market for a long time and you're looking to grow and expand in the market, what do I really want to understand probably are like, who are your competitors? What uh, what products do your competitors offer? What's their price point? What's their sales channels, uh, key customers, uh, strengths and weaknesses? And how did they perform in the market, for example? So uh, here are, <laughs> I wouldn't say uh, best ways, but uh, like some reasonable ways of doing such kind of competitive research. First, for very basic uh, information, using internet or the, the B2B, B2C e-commerce market places such as Alibaba, uh, Tmall, Jingdong, Suning, for example. And the second is if your competitors' products are sold in stores or supermarkets, etc., store visits. Store visits can get you more uh, about the product information, packages, uh, distributors, in, the, in addition to the, the price points. And the third, uh, for more in-depth information, you can identify a list of uh, experienced distributors who know the markets well and, uh, and also potential end clients, a list of potential end clients who use similar products. 
then you schedule phone call, phone interviews with them or face-to-face interview with them. Then you, uh, through this, you can actually get pretty uh, in-depth information. If if these uh, distributors and clients are willing to talk with you, you know, but of course you will experience that they, some of them might not want to talk with you, but you know, it's a numbers game. You, you got to try. <laughs> you know? So yeah. And then, yeah. And, and sometimes for uh, some products like beauty products or uh, luxury goods, online surveys or face-to-face surveys are also useful to collect information, you know, what they really want. Is your product good or, good or not? Or or why do they like the competitors' products, you know? So, of course, some consulting firms and uh, market specialists like myself, we offer uh, a comprehensive uh, market research and, um, uh, you know, consulting service, uh, which covers all the approaches above. So many foreign companies also prefer to work, work with uh, us. Yeah, basically, those are the ways that I would uh, recommend. Uh, it's great. So I know when you, is it, is it used for only market entry or, or should they keep checking or, or up? How do they stay on top of the market? Of course, should they always have someone like you or special consultants checking the market or should to get reports or yearly or is there any kind of ideas that someone should do uh what what you actually mentioned a few points yeah there are some companies actually you know they they get annual reports you know this is one uh, way of like keep on top of the market changes but uh some easier ways for example i would recommend to follow some uh, quality blogs about market changes in china and one i would recommend is china law blog i don't know if you have heard of this before but uh, written by an american market specialist who is you know know the china market very well and so his blogs has like regular updates about the new enacted laws and regulations and uh very in-depth analysis so yeah, follow these kind of blogs. This is one way. And another important thing that I want to emphasize is um, the client really need to be on the ground or have somebody in the market. Okay. So when you're in the yeah, when when you're in the market, you sense the the changes. For example, especially for a fast evolving market like China. Every day you see changes. And one thing, one amazing thing that I noticed uh, lately is um, the younger generation, like in big cities like Shanghai, they stop using uh, credit cards or cash. Like they use their phone or the, the app, Alipay app on their yeah. phone to pay for daily expenses, which is very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. This, this was not like this, like even one year ago. So it's true. It's happening. It's- the market is so fast here. So, yeah, it's right. just just to summarize, you say, like, of course, having somebody in, in the market on the ground, best from inside the company. But, of course, uh, you can have people uh, also helping you keep informed and and then these reports as well. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, I- yeah. Let's go to some more fun stuff. Uh, I think that's some good overview and maybe the Chinese names. So picking a couple, you can also help people with that for a small service uh, you offer um, for people. Yeah. Sometimes people make fun of my Chinese company name 
or even my Chinese English or my Chinese personal name. But uh, sometimes people could make it just a literal translation or they could make it like a meaning, a Chinese meaning name, right? Is is there yeah. any, yeah. I guess it depends. I mean, do you have any right. uh, suggestions or I, ideas? I, yeah, I think uh, what you just said, actually, most companies use, I would call, phonetic translation or transliterate, you know, so translate the uh, English name or Western name into Chinese language so that it sounds similar. And uh, this is a good way, first of all, because, you know, you sound like the same company. So you, you basically maintain your, your foreign brand in China. However, the more important thing is you need to pick uh, some Chinese characters that mean well. I think a lot of foreign companies actually doing pretty good with, you know, transliterate their foreign brands into China. However, they're also like not so good examples. <laughs> I, what, I can think, what I can think of is like, for example, the company, the American company uh, Best Buy. They used to be in the market. Uh, they have a lot of stores. They had a lot of stores in China. And uh, their Chinese name is Bai Si Mai, which means think a hundred times before you buy. <laughs> which is, so, you know, they sell like all these kind of electronic products in their stores. But however, their name tells the consumers think a hundred times before you buy, which wow. is... If you think about it, that's not a that's yeah, not very good, right? That's so, not good. So, so that's and uh, unfortunately, they also shut down all of their stores in 2011, which is um, you know bad uh, example for uh, you know the market. I'm, I'm not saying this is so. And you're also right that the interpretation of each Chinese name is different mm. from. from Different people, you know, the, the interpretation is different. So it depends. But however, uh, when uh, a company wants to have its uh, foreign brand transliterate into the Chinese characters, they really need to think about what those Chinese characters mean. And they need to talk to uh, their Chinese staff, uh, Chinese friends, and some market specialists. Great. Because... Yeah, the the more feedbacks you got, then the more you can like confirm and reassure whether this the name is fine or or not. Okay. So and uh, so so transliterate uh, the foreign brand into Chinese. This is one way, and then you of course you have other ways. For example, you can come up with a very unique term that describes the advantages of your products or your services. But again. Uh, the Chinese characters really matters. Makes so sense. They, they need to have like positive meanings or at least a neutral meanings. True. I think uh, yeah. maybe you could give me feedback, but I think Coca-Cola did a good job, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like happiness. Very, yeah. Yeah. Very good example. Cause uh, Coca-Cola, their Chinese name is uh, which means delicious and happy. Yeah. So, which is, very good. And it also sounds very similar to its original brand, which yes. is very, very nice. And another example is um, Microsoft. 
uh, I wouldn't say it's um, it sounds very positive, but it at least sounds neutral and it makes sense. Microsoft, its Chinese uh, name is Weiran, so it's like a literal translation of its uh, foreign brand. So because micro means way, uh, soft means run. So it makes sense. It's not that it, it's not like a Coca Cola, which sounds uh, very you know, it's extremely awesome, but at least it makes sense. So, and there's another uh, tech company, I think it's called Pentium, Pentium, and uh, its Chinese name is Bengteng, which is really, really good. It's, many people say that the Chinese name, it's even better than its original foreign brand. So, you know, you, you, you can have this kind of uh, very good, very cool. good names. Very yeah. cool. Very yeah. cool. That's, that's, that's great. Um, so, so my, my next point is similar to Chinese names, I guess just Chinese translation in general, you have to be a little bit careful, right? I mean, when you mm, right. localize, it's not just uh, translation. It's also the way, you know, sometimes my Chinese friend says you can't just translate a document. You kind of almost have to like re rewrite it away, away because the flow or the, yeah. the 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 style is is different. Yeah, that's tr that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there are so many examples. And yeah. I can just give more examples. Uh, for example, uh, the search engine Bing. Uh, you know, it's in the market, and uh, I think their Chinese name is fine, uh, which is Bing. But however, if they if their company was not very careful, uh, if they translate it uh, directly, yeah, sick. Bing, it will be Bing, you know, yeah, sick, it means sickness, yeah. illness, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it, it, that would be really bad. <laughs> so I think I think their company, you know, the senior management, they actually think a lot about it. So they change it to Bing, which. Uh, the Chinese character means pretty good. It means uh, must respond, or you know, it actually, it 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 it's reasonable for their for the services that they provide. You know, it's it, it it's not uh, conflicting or doesn't make any sense. So it's so it's good. But however, their domain name in China. It's still Bing.cn, if I remember correctly. Yep, it so, is. which is still a little oh, bit man. strange if oh, you man. think about it, right? Yeah. So, sure. yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to think about. Not just, not only the the name, the English name, the, the Chinese name, the, you know, domain. And uh, even now, a lot of people use, uh, a lot of companies even use uh, WeChat. Uh, marketing, you know, they need to register uh, an account, official account, and what name you're gonna use, and which which WeChat ID you're gonna use. So those are all things that need to be think about. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Xiaoning, and and we have you've, you're uh, you're Thank on you. our Global From Asia Marketplace. We'll we'll link it up on on the on the notes of this video. It's uh, it's great to have you uh, as as part of this and. Uh, how you know what what kind of services do you like to provide? Maybe you can give some people some examples of ways they can work with you. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm specialized in market research and consulting services and help uh, foreign companies look to grow and 
enter uh, and grow in the mar- markets to better understand the market dynamics. And I work on project basis. So the project scope is customer uh, custom tailored. It really depends on what the client really needs and uh, usually includes market intelligence, competitive landscape, supply chain uh, analysis, review, uh, regulation review, market entry options, partner search, for example, distributor search, this kind of thing. And I've managed and executed about 40 uh, projects in industries of food and beverage, e-commerce, uh, marine, luxury goods, medical device, uh, and pharmaceuticals, uh, clean technology, etc. And Great. and uh, the clients that I've worked with, they come, they came from U.S., New Zealand, France, Italy, Finland, etc. Um, and uh, usually for the the project. Uh, that I deliver, uh, the final deliverables can be PowerPoint reports or Word, Word report, Excel, uh, for example, uh, etc. Um, usually, a comprehensive market research project takes about six to eight weeks. Uh, some ad hoc research takes about one to two weeks. I also take um, hourly tasks or mini tasks, which may take you know, a few hours. Um, so if you have any questions about the China market, feel free to contact me. I'm here to help you. Great. Thanks so much, Xiaoning. And uh, thank you. great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Xiaoning. We will link to her listings and the Global From Asia Marketplace. And she's excited that we can help her spread her services more and and get more small businesses, international companies to be able to talk to her and find her. I'd love any feedback you guys have about this show and future shows. We have plenty more coming up uh, about electronics engineering. It's a two-part series coming up. We have some about Amazon Germany. I'll be in Vietnam, so I'm going to do some Vietnam-style shows and, and more. So I hope you guys are enjoying. I've been really happy to see more iTunes feedback and email and people actually like our newsletter. Uh, I know a lot of times people think email is spam, but we have people signing up for just our weekly newsletter Thursdays at 9 p.m. If you're interested to get some news about what's happening in Asia business as well as some fun stuff and other things, of course, uh, our latest blog post, you can go to globalfromasia.com slash subscribe. Okay, so it's time for me to go out. Family day with the kids. Miles, you ready to go outside? Go outside. Okay, he's been a really good boy, so we're going outside. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.